tire factories, right? In Akron nearby, and the whole thing's connected, right? And once the steel fell apart, everything fell apart. And it's happened like, there was one we were reading where 17 and a half thousand men lost their job. And one day, boom. So this is part of why you wanted to go back and do this piece, was partly to see what are the lives of the people and friends and relatives like who stayed there. So Gail Lynn sounds like she's making it okay. She stayed, um, and, and she's got her salon. But what about other family members? Well, for example, Gail Lynn's brother, Johnny, who was one of my brother's best friends, he recently, you know, he died from alcohol abuse. The other thing about growing up at that time was things got bad, and it's something you and I can relate to with our older brothers, is that some people chose, I think, the problems from here and internalized them and you know, made some other choices. Can you, would you mind talking no, about Johnny? No, like John's graduating class, it's actually crazy. No matter how successful they all were, they all turned out the same. Like the majority of John's graduating class has had like a tra tragic drug problem. My brother talked about the hard drugs, you know, the real drugs, the heroin. Mm -hmm. Part of it was parents not paying attention because they were distracted by the fact that they were hurting right. and things were really hard. That's why there's so much divorce. And right, and, and it, that wasn't in their generation either. Right. You know, a lot of the kids are products of their own environment. You know, and you need people like us to stay here to take a mm -hmm. chance on these kids. It's, it's not hard to help somebody. I had a young girl come in yesterday. Do you have a job? I need a job. Like, no, I don't really have anything that you could do, but, you know, I need out of my house. I have a terrible home life. Poor little girl broke down and started crying. My dad's a heroin addict. You know, this little girl's in 10th grade. Mm. You know, but I just happened to have a customer here who knew somebody who could help her out. Wow. You know, but if we weren't here, where would she have went? You would have been walking down an empty street. I mean, it's a sad area, but at the same time, it's a very loyal area, you know, to the core. In fact, um, we just went to um, get tattoos the other day at Dermographics, <laughs> Artistic Dermographics in Boardman. And the one kid there got tired of hearing everybody say, you know, I hate Youngstown, I hate Youngstown, it's a dying town. He made a shirt up, he made a design of Youngstown, and it says, Youngstown hates you. <laughs> and so I bought the shirt. I almost wore it today too, but I bought the shirt. I was like, you know what? That's cool, you know, because not everything is bad around here, you know? Charles, why did you want to go back and, you know, do this, do this radio piece? Well, my older brother, Joe, was killed recently in a motorcycle accident, and it really got me thinking about my roots. And I realized that I don't take care of my roots. You know, like a tree gets all of its water from the roots and that's what makes it grow. I'm not growing from my roots. For me, I realize I am from where I'm from and I'm tied to that. And there's really nothing I can do about it other than to understand it. Did it change things for you to go back and do these interviews, talk to people, meet people you haven't caught up with for years? I think I romanticized them. I have in the past. I've romanticized their poverty and the 17-year-old getting pregnant and, and the drug addiction and the alcoholism and the foreclosures. I just kind of romanticized it. It's not romantic at all. I think when I went back, I got a lot of empathy. And i tell you one thing I saw, Anne. I saw this again and again, especially in the men. I saw me. 
I'll give you an example of my old crew, okay? It was Kenny, Mike, Mark, and me, okay? Kenny and Mike lived right next door to me. We were really close. We had a car together in high school. We used to hang out for hours. They would get high as hell and hang out, and we would just cruise and cruise and cruise, listen to ACDC. So we just had become really, really good friends. And I realized when I was home interviewing my relatives, I haven't seen them in 30 years. So what do, what are they like now? Mike was like salutatorian, quiet, really, really smart, perfect in math. He was talking about his grandson. His grandson? Yeah, grandson, you know? And I was like, whoa, he has a grandkid, you know? And Kenny, you know, Kenny works out all the time. He's got a six-pack, but he lives in his mom's house. Does he have a job? He does. He works uh, part-time at a, um, he makes flower pots, a plastic flower pot factory. The time I was with him, he got into two bar fights and got completely wasted. So what did you do with these guys? We went to a bar. <laughs> Where else would you go? There's a new bar in the area. We went out to the